Here's another episode of Straight Up Mortgage Talk. I got a big smile on because I'm in a Hawaiian shirt, sunglasses, and we're talking about buying second homes, talking about vacations, living in resort type areas. And we're talking to Monica Minnick from Sotheby's Real Estate, who's an expert on this. And she's going to tell us the advantages and disadvantages about all of this. So let's get started. All right, Monica. So I wanted to do a second home deal, you know, buying in a second home area, resort type area, uh, living in a second type home area. And I knew you were like the person. Sotheby's is where you work. You're up in Blue Jay Lake Arrowhead area and you live this every day. So I'm super excited to have you on here. So the first question I kind of want to get started on um, is basically what it's like, like buying a second home. Like what are the normal like type of people that do this? Just kind of tell us a little bit about the feel and everything and your, of your clients that do second home purchases. The ones that we see more coming up here for the second homes currently are the ones that have actually visited a VRBO or Airbnb or have friends that have homes up here. They've come up two, three times and decided that this is something that they want to continue to do during, well, a lot of it had to do with COVID um, and they felt safe up here. So we're seeing anywhere from people buying up from 100,000 up to a million and a half second homes. Wow. So that kind of leads me to my next thing. And so we have a lot of people that bought for second homes and you just talked about COVID. And so we've just gone through this transition where people are really sort of being able to work from anywhere or go into the office less. And one of the things I've seen is that there's quite a few people nowadays that like are not just moving up there as a second home, but they're moving up as a permanent home because guess what, where you are located in, uh, in most areas nowadays, but up in Blue Jay and Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear and all that, they have fast internet. What kind of explain a little bit and talk a little bit about the people that have moved up there to make it like their permanent place versus just a second home? A lot of the clients that we're seeing that are coming up here permanently are ones that actually were in an office and then transitioned because of COVID into their homes. The offices now are allowing them to work from home. And these clients are coming up here now permanently because they're seeing that they can get a lot more for their money as far as a home is concerned. And they, yes, we do have Spectrum up here and Verizon, which are very high end internet systems. And they feel that the ones that have children, they feel that their kids have more opportunities to do things such as water skiing, skiing, um, horseback riding, rock climbing, trails. You know, it's a vast more outdoor experience for children that, other than just sitting at home on a TV playing virtual games. So do me a deal. So like, you know, Rancho Cucamonga, you know, LA type areas, you, I think you said from Orange County, right? So yeah, you kind of Orange County. Yes. Yeah. So you're actually one of those people who ended up transitioning into moving from the Orange County city type more place to actually the mountain area. No, so, yeah. so do me a favor. So like, if I was going to buy a 2000 square foot property, and let's just go like average Orange County, Orange County Inland Empire. About what would I pay as compared to average up in, say, the Lake Arrowhead area? Depending on the community, if let's say you were in Laguna Niguel area, San Clemente, 
a 2,000 square foot home there would be averaging from probably about 875 to a million five, depending on the location. Now, like, let's go into the, the my neck of the woods, right? Claremont, Upland, Ranch Cucamonga, a little bit more affordable. Yes, Ranch Cucamonga, you're looking at, at probably in about 870000 to a million dollars. Right. So for the 2,200 square foot, we might get in a little bit lower if you're not going for the fancy, fancy. Um, but like, okay, so now we go up to Blue Jay, Lake Arrowhead. We've got pine tree smell. We've got potentially a uh, lake within walking distance and, and, and whatnot. We, you know, we're getting away. We've got the small town feel and all that kind of stuff that you don't really have in some of these other areas. What kind of range are we talking about? I mean, obviously you have Lake View, which is on extreme. And right. then you have just the regular 2,000 square foot house you can live in. What, what's the kind of range there? Well, you have to also understand, too, if somebody wants lake rights, since we are a private lake, not like Big Bear, that is a community lake where everybody can use it. Right. As so in Lake Arrowhead, if you are going to be in Lake Arrowhead proper, which is called Arrowhead Woods, you're going to be looking at approximately on a 2,000 square foot home anywhere from about... 500,000 to 700. So okay, it's and that's, that's lake rights. You can put a boat on the water. You can walk around the lake. You have all that kind of stuff. Let's say that's arrow, arrow proper, arrow woods, right? Let's say yes. you're not going to buy an arrow woods, which of course in Ranch Cucamonga, you don't have those things. So let's say like in Claremont Ranch Cucamonga, you're just buying a regular house, like in those types of areas where you're not going to have that kind of thing. What kind of price range if you don't, really care about putting boat on the water that kind of stuff or touching it um yeah. <laughs> you can walk at it you can look at it you can you know do this you just can't put your foot in it okay like yes if you're gonna just look at something without lake rights and you're gonna go into like blue jay twin peaks running springs area there's cedar glen we have a you know there's about seven other communities up here arrow bear correct green valley lake you're gonna look Probably around anywhere from 350 to about 500, sometimes even higher, because even though a house doesn't have lake rights potentially right now due to COVID, our property prices have caught up with the rest of California and they are skyrocketing right now. I mean, most of our homes are selling anywhere from 50 to 150,000 over asking. Right, which, which at the time of this, we're, we're you know, May 2021. Mm -hmm. You know, COVID's really brought a lot of buyers out. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, what we're talking about is not just second homes, but also people wanting to permanently live there, you mm -hmm. know, where it's not just a second home market and people can talk about using like primary resident dollars, it's kind of pushed values up. But part of it is, hey, if I can work from anywhere, how about the nice view outside my window versus, you know, a busy street or whatnot, I can look at pine trees and lake view or whatever. So that is kind of one of the things that you've seen definitely impacted. So a lot of people are buying the second home deal. They're, they've been working up there during COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. They buy the second home and then they test the waters to see if maybe they could live up there permanently as we've seen. And then others just buy it flat out second home with the idea that they'll Airbnb or rent it. So first of all, kind of tell me like, how does that work for people? And I know and also to kind of jump in the second part of this, how do you think as COVID sort of wanes, wanes down, the, the Airbnb market will be like replacement for hotels and that kind of stuff in the long run? 
I think as far as the Airbnb and VRBO are concerned, the clients that are coming up here to purchase second homes, they've decided, hey, I can take my money out of the stock market and put a sizable down payment down on a second home currently, which a lot of them are tending to do right now because they're thinking that the stock market is going to slow down eventually and they don't want to have a correction and they can touch, you know, a home, the dirt. So we're seeing a lot of them do that currently right now. The second home market has always been extremely profitable up here and popular due to we have the four seasons. We're close to the skiing. You know what people have to understand again in Lake Arrowhead, if you have lake rights, your VRBO and Airbnb clients cannot utilize the lake. Um, that is no longer available, whereas in Big Bear, you can. So we have to educate them on that. The same with if you're in a homeowners association, um, the majority of the HOAs do not allow VRBO or Airbnb. Interesting. So it is more potential for a client from down the hill to use an agent up here who can, you know, guide them through the process up here and show them the areas. Because if you go on the north side of the lake, it's 15 degrees warmer than the south side of the lake. Right. I mean, that's where like in an area where you are second home area, I mean, like local knowledge is just absolute critical. Having a realtor that knows all the ins and outs. I mean, I've had people use somebody that wasn't from up there and they didn't even know like they had to live within Arrow Woods to have access to the lake. They bought a house, closed on it, and then found out when they went to the Arrowhead Lake Association, for example, that they didn't have access to the lake. They had to go buy a lot or something to have access. So that's right. super critical. And I, I think it's super critical in most areas, but really critical when you're buying in second home areas and stuff like that. So let's talk about, okay, Airbnb, you can basically cover your cost. You can have a place you can touch and feel. Um, you know, I, I personally have had a place in Lake Arrowhead since 2003. And so I've lived this, right? Well, it's the only place that my son, when he was a teenager, would be seen with me. So we still had some quality family time. You know, he still uses it now that he's 30 and goes up there with his dogs and he loves the snow. I mean, my wife would probably replace me before she replaced the Lake Arrowhead place. Let's just be honest. Okay. She loves mm -hmm. that. I mean, it's like an hour away from where we are in Claremont. We get away. It's just uh, like you said, the four seasons, a whole different world. So I'm, you know, the, one of the reasons I want to do this is because this is not only from an investment standpoint, and that's what I want to get to. It's been great, but also just from a family feel relaxation, both my wife and I are, work a heck of a lot and stressful jobs and it's just a decompress like there's no tomorrow um couple things so, so what kind of investment the second homes end up being and you know in the long run like somebody buys a second home more for the pleasure of using it but from an investment standpoint of like how long do people normally hold on to these things and you know is there a return on investment in the long run for what is essentially a vacation Correct. Get my drift? Yes. So a lot of the people that we see tendency have a 10-year turnaround period, okay. you know, from people buying in 2004, maybe selling in 2014, and now again in 2021. Um, we see people that have the, the, lake, the lake homes right now, the ones right on the lakes. They've been in the family for 40, 50 years. Those are having a turnover right now. And the reason being is because they're in trusts. You know, they, they see the capital gain that they're going to achieve as far as 
what they would have sold it for two years ago to today's current market, a lot of them are saying, you know, we need to get on that train and, and ride it and, and, you know, get our, our monies back on these homes. The potential, you can get a house that's only 350000 a little two-bedroom, two-bath, and make about five grand a month. A three-bedroom, two-bath will make 9000 a month up here. On so let me clarify that because it sounds like everybody's just going to quit their jobs and get rich. Um, you know, no. and, and maybe if you had the Taj Mahal behind your head right now on the screen for the Sotheby's has some pretty beautiful mm -hmm. properties that you could get like 9,000 and all this kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is that's before cost, that's before the mortgage, that's before cleaning, that's before that. Right. This is a gross deal. And like any rental income, you've got, you know, sort of costs and everything else. So investment wise, though, somebody can have a place to go to with the family, enjoy and like see this, you know. I have this, this finance degree that always thinks about like, how does this work out for my clients financially? And I look like, yeah, I probably paid like 230, 240 for my second home up there. We've enjoyed it since 2003. It's that place to go. Of course we paid for maintenance. Of course we paid for a mortgage and we don't Airbnb it. We just like use it and let family and friends use it. But mm -hmm. now it goes out to the point where if I went to sell it, you're right, I'm in the 450 to 500 range. So I look at it and I go, I got a second home. I basically had my vacations paid for by, by appreciation. Even if I didn't rent it, even if I didn't cover it. Now, if I Airbnb it or I rent it, now I can be in a position where I've technically paid for my vacations mm -hmm. with Airbnb money or whatnot, which is what we're seeing a lot. So that's pretty good. So all in all, what you've seen is it's been pretty dang good investment for families. Correct. It has been a good investment as long as they maintain and they're responsible with the investment. <laughs> so some yeah. of them tend to get a little lackadaisy and, you know, San Bernardino County has put the kibosh on it as far as three strikes you're out. So we have to let them know that they really need to monitor who is renting their home. Okay. So, so let's get into that, right? Cause this is where it gets fun. So you have, <laughs> These houses up there that everybody's like, woohoo, four seasons, right? They're super excited. They're going to see fall. They're going to see winter. And, and like me, it's a little bit of an eye opener when you find out what, you know, these another normal Southern California people find out what four seasons does to a home. Maybe a little bit more maintenance, right? Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> and so if you don't take care of it, what you're talking about, sorry to cut you off, but what you're talking about is like, People don't take care of their houses. They can deteriorate fast. Absolutely. Up here, you have the snow. If you don't remove the snow from the sides of your, you know, homes, you're going to have dry rot. You know, you're going to see that your siding's getting eaten up, that it's basically poke your finger through it, you know, and that can become costly because you're going to have to replace it. Paint up here. If you don't follow, you know, what they say as far as what paint that you should use for the area that's also on your decks. You know, if the snow sits on the deck, if you don't have a Trex deck and you have a wood deck, you're gonna have, again, wood rot because all that moisture is sitting there. So it is very, for a, an owner, they need to be responsible as far as the maintenance up here. The same with their fireplaces. You should always have it checked every single year, clean and inspected. You so know? 
when it really comes down to it is understand when you're buying a, a house that's in a second home area and whether that's the beach area where, you know, the salt, you know, potentially Correct. has a little bit more of an impact or the desert area where the heat has a little bit more, because that's just kind of in California, right? Our, our second homes and even most of the United States, mm -hmm. our second homes are in areas that are either hot because we want to go to the heat. They have snow so we can go skiing and snowboarding and all that kind of stuff. Or they're at the beach where we go surfing and, you know, enjoy the ocean. But those things tend to have a little bit more, you know, challenging weather. Yeah, and you got to really make sure you do the upkeep. And that's something that I want to bring in some from a financial standpoint is that when you do these second homes, if you're Airbnb them, like you have to allow for that budget because they're going to have more damage to them when you Airbnb and have people coming in and out. Um, you have liability risk and all that stuff. You have to factor that maintenance in. And even more maintenance if you're Airbnb being and stuff into what you're thinking about. Like you can't just go, oh, I'm gonna have nine thousand dollars of income a month. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be easy. You gotta really think about all those other items, like the cost of of all those things. And so well, what, it's what not, some, yeah, with some people, when people come to me and tell me that they they want to buy this as not just a second home, but also a VRBO, I always tell them, I hope to God that you have at least 12 months reserves saved up. And the reason being is because last year when, when COVID hit in 2020, a lot of the VRBOs, as you know, were shut down. Correct. So no income was coming in. And, right. you know, so they were having to feed that second home or that VRBO out of their own piggy bank. Right. And some people didn't have, they don't have the mentality to sit and save. You know, sometimes they see all this money coming in and they think, oh, this is a free for all. It's not, you know, any financial advisor is going to tell you that you should have at least 12 months reserve, that you should have at least 30 percent somewhere for maintenance. Because up here, what people don't, if you don't leave your heat on and some numb nut turns the heat off and water is left on. Well, that's never happened to me at my place when I let friends and family use it. <laughs> Then the bill the next month, by the way, is an eye opener, just FYI. Yes. Yes. So then you come home and I mean, you enter the house and you, you've got a frozen waterfall and you're like, wow. So these are things that people, you know, trees, we have tree situations up here from the bark beetles. And if it's on your property, you have to maintain the big pine trees. That's an expense. Same with the yeah. oak trees. People don't realize that. There's a so, lot of different factors. Yeah. So that that's like brings me to another point about having a local realtor in that area. So you don't live in that area, you have maintenance issues. And one of the things that I found out was so critical by having the sort of local agent in that second home area is that they know tradespeople. And I call it mountain time when you're trying to get something done up there. It's at least three to five times the time I'm going to take down the hill to get something done and to get people to show up, right? It's a little bit, again, one of the beautiful things about it is it's a slower pace. I can go to the hardware store and I don't have a big like box hardware store. I can talk to the guys and they'll tell me how to fix things. I, my life, my wife just cracks up. I'm like, I get to go to a hardware store. I'm so excited. It's like my childhood being relived again. But finding people to do this maintenance is one of the things I can tell you having that local agent with the relationship with tradespeople, chimney cleaners, who mm -hmm. to use is critically important. So kind of wrapping it up, I think we got gave people a good feel, like a reality check feel too. Great money, possible 
couple things to be aware of in second home, especially up in the mountain resort areas that a lot of our people do. Mm-hmm. How, first of all, who do you work for? Where do you work? How do people get hold of you if they want to kind of look into the second home or, hey, we're, you know what? We're actually thinking about moving up there permanently and working from there. How does that feel? Look, pricing, how do they get hold of you and, and sort of look into that endeavor? Well, I work for Wheeler Stefan Sotheby's for Paul Stefan, who has three offices, one being in Claremont, Correct. one here in the Blue Jay Lake Arrowhead area, and then we have another one in Big Bear. Um, they can get a hold of me by calling my cell at 760-207-1537. And I'm one more glad. time, real slow. 760-207-1537. That's for the people that don't know how to rewind video. Okay. <laughs> And I'd be more than glad to take them down, you know, and, and let them know the areas. You know, I always tell my clients, it's best that you come up here three, four times, get to know north side, south side, the different topography, you know, Arrowhead Woods, all of that. Because awesome. on the on the north side, what people don't tend to is if you're in a higher elevation, you get the wind. Your house gets blasted with the wind and the sun. You know, yeah. versus- uh, again, local knowledge, four mm-hmm. seasons, maybe a little bit more. I mean, there's always something to know in real estate that that local knowledge, that realtor who really knows their stuff is invaluable. Um, but especially where you have very eclectic type of different areas like, you know, mountain resorts. And, you know, I remember looking at homes and like, via a getting a warning like hey some of these cabins were built here and then they decided to add that bedroom bedroom so yeah you got to walk through this bedroom to get to that bedroom so make sure you knock first right i mean i mean it's it's hilarious like there's some sort of weird floor plans and stuff when you're talking about these kinds of areas having that local knowledge Mm -hmm. like yourself is just absolutely critical and what is the differences you know the steep driveway where you can park during the Mm -hmm. snow when you go up right now you don't think about that but it's critically important when you decide you want to go up there and enjoy the snow. Only a person who lives up there and deals with that is going to tell you that. And then the local knowledge to say, oh, yeah, all that snow and you want to come visit your place. I need to call Monica and tell me how to get the damn thing, you know, the, the shoveled out so that I don't have to spend my whole vacation time trying to get into my house. That's got right. four feet of snow on the driveway. And of course, they're very popular once you get snow, right? All these kinds of things are important. So. Monica, thank you very much for being on. We really appreciate your insight. And uh, again, people want to get hold of Monica. It is 760-207-1537. And I'm with Wheeler Steppen Sotheby's International Realty in Lake Arrowhead. And, and again, a lot of for Say it again. I said, thank you, Tim, for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. And they, and if you ever walk by their office up there in Blue Jay, they have a bunch of pretty pictures of all the amazing houses you can buy. And mm-hmm. I like to look at them because I can't afford them because they show stuff all over the world, you know. Oh, that's only 10 million. That's only 20 million. I'm like, <laughs> oh, just pocket change. But, you know, hey, I don't mm-hmm. know. Everybody's got a budget, right? I'm just not yes. at that budget. Thanks Neither again. Am I. <laughs> <laughs> so we're real people. Yes, we are. Well, we can show you really expensive houses if you want. Yes, we can. We enjoy doing so. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you.